because I just worry about all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If I just focus on what God want me to do, focus on his word, focus on getting the word to people, then everything else is going to come, right? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another glorious episode of the Tents and Tabernacles podcast, where we meet God through the person of Jesus Christ. Yes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 21. Episode 21 of the Tents and Tabernacles podcast. I'm Wiggy, and that's Vic. And we're your girls. <laughs> Hello. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, do me a favor and hit the like and subscribe. And um, what do the kids say? Hit the notification bell so you know when we drop a new video. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a review. Tell us what your favorite episode is. Um, you can do that on YouTube, too. Um, yeah. On Spotify, I don't know about a review, but leave us a rating. Rate us five stars. Come yeah. on. Don't give us any less than that. Don't be a, don't be a hater. Okay. Don't be a hater all your life. Don't be a hater. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna pray very quickly. Yes. Just so that um, dear Lord, we love you. We praise you. We just uh, humble ourselves before you. In the fact that we know we don't know anything and we only know what you tell us. So we just ask that the Holy Spirit speak through us tonight and that it's a great conversation and that whoever's listening is blessed by the words that we say. Um, if they don't feel blessed by it, have them leave us a comment and tell us why. All right. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So let's begin with our highs and tries because we didn't do a segment last week. Oh, yeah. Um, Vic, let's start with you. What is your high of the week? Um, I took a mental health day. Oh, yes. We love a mental health day. That was day. fun. Yes. Um. And my job's cool about those, so that's even better. Do they have them, like, in... You know how like, you have your vacation days? Are they called mental health days? Mm-hmm. That's what's up. I like that. And then my try... Your girl's been tired. Like, working and, like, recording. Well, working and just, like, doing stuff after work. I'm, I'm not used to it yet. At all. I know it's like week three, but I don't care. I'm not used to that. Um, so by the time I get home, I'd be knocked out. I love my job. We'll keep my job forever if I could. Mm-hmm. But by the time I get home, I'm in the bed at like minimum 530. Wow. You think it's because yeah. you get up early though too? Yeah. Like, you start early, so it's like by the time that day is over, it's like I'm done. Like there was no yeah. work really. Yeah, yeah. When you have those full days, it's like I'm, you know, go to bed early because you got to get up early. Yeah. Um, let's see about me. I don't know. Honestly, y'all, I know these weeks just be running together. Um, what happened? Um, uh, what was this week? Oh, happy Valentine's Day! It was Valentine's Day week. Um, to the lovers out there, Vic had a date. 
with her husband. Yeah. I had a date with Wingstop. Um, that's what I did. It was amazing. But I, you know what? My high is the Wingstop, but my try is also the Wingstop because I've been very undisciplined lately and I've been eating everything. Like, like on Valentine's Day, in addition to the Wingstop, I also have three Krispy Kreme donuts in one setting. No, I did like one and a half in one setting and one and a half in the other setting. The settings were like three hours apart. Um, what else did I eat? Yesterday I ate like two things, like these little mini cheesecakes. I'm just out of control. And I don't, my my body actually feels disgusting because there's this shift in my, you know, in my 30s. Because now I'm like, dang, I'm really in my 30s because I'm going to be 32 this year. But in my 30s, I cannot eat whatever I want. Mm-mm. It's not even about like a weight gain thing because I, I will gain weight easier but i'll just be like inflamed like bloated and then i won't feel good like my stomach hurts mm-hmm. right now, actually because i've just been eating nonsense and i need to go on like a juice or a smoothie fast or something or water something just to clean yeah. the house because well yeah just i feel icky but was it good going down yes of course it was it's but out. was i being gluttonous yes I was, because I was eating. I know I'm being gluttonous when I'm eating when I'm not hungry. Ah, that's fair. Yeah, and when I don't, that's always been like my diet, like a lifestyle. I don't eat if I'm not hungry. If you do that, you will always maintain. But you be yeah. eating when you're not hungry. You usually be eating snacks. Just to donut, eat. Especially donuts. Board. Donuts, bro. Three donuts. They were See, so good. So my husband and I, whenever we get donuts, it's so rare that when yeah, we get yeah. donuts, we eat yeah, yeah. donuts. Yeah, you're and I mean, yeah. like, and I don't feel bad afterwards. Like, I had, I had a old fashioned donut, a blueberry cake donut, some donut holes, Ooh, yeah. a cinnamon roll thing, and then. Yeah, so like a kolache or like a pig is in a blanket, right? He had two or whatever. But like when we go get donuts, we're getting donuts (laughs) to the point where we don't want donuts for like a good while after that. What do you have donuts? We have like a a donut shop up the street. Okay. I feel like I can hear myself in your. Audio. I don't know if I should be turned down or. Oh, I could turn you down. Just a little bit, um, because I had to do that earlier too with you. I forgot it was all the way up. Anyway, the the audience doesn't care about that. Um, but yeah. So this week, we really we don't have anything super philosophical. We're out of poetry. We are in. First Kings and Second Chronicles, and we actually will enter into Second Kings. I love, I love this portion of the books. You know, First the Kings and Chronicles. Has anybody made a movie about this stuff yet, bro? I was thinking, I was like, this is good. It's like like a medieval the storyline, bro. 
But also, though, I was like, some like somebody needs to make an allegory movie, mm-hmm. like of it, an allegorical movie of it, um, and like set it in the Bronx or something because it's giving mm-hmm. like it's giving mm-hmm. rival gang. I was about to say somebody can do it, but like with gang members. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, honestly, that is a good idea. You should actually uh, maybe like write that or something i know you're really busy but you have the gift of the of this what was it the screenplay somebody <laughs> somebody out there somebody the should do it here. somebody you should do it, it. and um, you should give somebody some credit maybe here you know donate to we don't have anything set up yet but donate to us <laughs> or but i'm like really into like lord of the rings type game of thrones mm-hmm. stuff and i'm like this could be like a Game of Thrones type. Like this, they can make this a TV show, and people would watch oh, yeah. it, and people wouldn't even care if it was from the Bible or not. You wouldn't even have to tell them. I would know because I'd be like, "This is the story." Right. This sounds like. But there's so it doesn't matter even if, if it mentions God because there are so many shows that are set in that time. If there was a show, um, it was called like The Spanish Princess or something like that. It came on one of those channels, HBO, Showtime, or Stars. One of those shows. I mean, one of those channels. And they mentioned God all the time. The people were like Catholic. It was like a thing. It was about, I mean, it was fiction. But I was like, nobody was like, oh my God. They're talking about God. We can't, like, it was a crazy show. There was stuff happening. It was like real life. But so Mm -hmm. is Kings. It's real life. Real deal. People doing doing the most. Um, Yeah. Mr. Elijah, sir. Oh my gosh! Yes, we're gonna get to Elijah, one of my yeah. favorite people. He's really funny. He, he, he was my funny. favorite person until this reading. Really? Is yeah. it because he's mean? He is a little mean. He's like kind of like actually like a. No, he's just dramatic. Oh yeah, he's... <laughs> that could be why I like him. Am I the drama? <laughs> he's petty. Because when my boy was like, "I just want to die under the tree," I was like, "Yes." <laughs> No. Okay. He was getting on my nerves. Anyway. We probably will get to Elijah pretty quick. Okay, so um the way we ended episode 20, I believe, we, we had just talked about the old prophet and the shenanigans he had. Mm-hmm. Um also are everybody in this episode may be in the intercessory prayer. Most people, except for like two people. So just bear with us. Maybe two, maybe two, three, three, and I'm gonna say that's nope four. Even though one of them really wasn't doing the right thing, but he did in the eyes of the Lord. And I talk about Jehoshaphat. King Asa was good. King Jehoshaphat was good for the most part. King Jehoshaphat was good, even though he was a little naive. Um, Elijah, good. Uh, Elisha, good for the most part. Everybody else. Really terrible. Well, in comparison, really terrible. But like Elijah needs to be an intercessory prayer too. So there's okay. that. Well, okay, so the whole episode is intercessory prayer. Honestly, because <laughs> bruh, everybody in this story is be tripping. It's a lot. It's a everybody lot. Which, which is why I feel like it should be a TV show. Not even a movie. You can't even get to a everything in a movie. A yeah. series. Give me at least mm-hmm. one season. Like I'd even be down for a limited series because at the end of the day, it does end. But like, yeah. they can make it yeah. longer if they just go 
I mean, come on, somebody make the Bible into a show. The Chosen, you did a good job about Jesus. I need it from the beginning. Yeah, me I need yeah. seasons. I want, I want, dang, why don't I know how to make movies? I, I should do it, but I don't have time. Yeah, but you should. That would be a great idea. Let's just do the Bible in a TV show and be real. Yeah. And, and like really just plain as day how it is. That would be mm-hmm. amazing. I would watch it. I would, I, yeah. I would watch it. I, would, I will invest I if you have that. Okay. So where are we starting? Um, at this time, I believe the kingdom of Israel is in the hands of Jeroboam. That's where we last yes. last were mm-hmm. um were talking. And um, Abijah hmm? is is a in Abijah's and Judah. No, yes, yes. Has Rehoboam died already? Yes, it started off in like the eighteenth year of Jeroboam's reign. Yes, talk yes. About Abijah. yes. You know what's funny? One of my um, in Kings, mm-hmm. it said Abijah, right? But mm-hmm. then in one of my resources, it said Abijam. And I was like, am I looking at the right thing? Like, yeah. it added an M. Yeah. So in, um, in the NLT, it showed like because that's why I, I read it in the app and be like opening all the little tabs or whatever mm-hmm. but it was like Abija, but um it, it got translated weird i see I yeah i can see okay i can see that but yeah it's abijah but yeah so oh and now you know after what, trying oh. to learn hebrew i can understand why it gets translated weird and there's so many ends of words like so when certain letters have a stop at the end like a bija that Mm -hmm. open um sound that open vowel sound um it's sometimes they'll have like an extra letter that means that it's a closed vowel sound or like an ending vowel sound. And sometimes it looks like an N, like the, the letter of M. So I can understand why I got translated weird because yeah. that could possibly be the thing. Like I was like, this is this is crazy. That's a lot. That is, it is. okay. Okay. You know what else is confusing? Jeroboam had a son named Abijah too. So it's like, wait. There was a yeah. king, because they talk about Jeroboam's son, because Jeroboam's son died. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry guys, it could be tricky, but in my notes, it starts off with um, Jeroboam. There's there was, what was going on. There was something going on, and oh, that's what was going on. The son is dying, and Jeroboam's like, "Go find the man of the Lord and ask him what's going to happen to my son." Bad move. So he goes to the prophet Ahijah. This is before Elijah enters. And Ahijah is actually blind. He can't even see who's running up on him. But the Lord tells him, hey, Jeroboam's wife is coming. She wants to know about her son. You go tell her some bad news. And the bad news is basically like your whole clan, your whole family is going to get wiped out. And uh, wife, when you go back to tell him this, as soon as you step into into the city, your son is going to die. But I will give him the only proper funeral of your whole family because he ain't really deserve this. But um, he's part of your family, so kind of sucks. 
Um, and it was because if y'all remember from, I forgot what, I, I guess that was last episode, Jeroboam was placed as king over Israel when God took the 10 tribes from Solomon because Solomon. Yeah. And then Jeroboam messed it up. Like you didn't, you can't yeah. even hand, like, like, what's that TikTok? It's like, stand up, you know, like, you can't even <laughs> stand up. Like, bro, what, why? Like, you did way worse than anybody else. Like, he was the beginning of Israel. Like, Israel never had one good king, ever. Not the, the northern, um, you know, kingdom of Israel. Judah yeah. had maybe a few so-so good kings. Mm -hmm. But all in all, Israel just was wilding out. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Um, so, yeah, at that time, that happens. And then we, you know, Jeroboam, I forgot how he died, but he did what was evil on the side of the Lord. He reigned from 1930 to 909 BC. He's out of there. I don't mean, you, I actually don't remember how he died. I don't so know. Many and people not, lived and died in this like section of time. Yes, yes, y'all. So if I you have all of their random deaths in my head, like yeah. one dude died of a foot disease, another dude died because he fell through something, like a whole bunch of stuff. And then some people, like you said, it doesn't say how they die. Some people it's yeah. like, and the rest of the, his. Um, you'll hear this statement a lot when you read Kings or Chronicles, I guess for that matter. Mm -hmm. It'll be like such and such reigned for this many years. And he went to lay with his ancestors, or he rested with his ancestors, and such and such succeeded him. Like, I guess he just and the rest died. Of his story is in this book that's not the Bible. Yes, you know what so else? Is a, over there. You know what else is a, um an interesting term to me? Resting with your ancestors. I don't know why that keeps like springing up to me that I like. That's just such an interesting phrase. And he rested with his ancestors. Like, okay. Are they resting? Are y'all resting? What's happening? It sounds like such a, hmm. like people would, it sounds like such a, um, like the new age people steal that. It sounds like such a new agey type. Yeah. Um, that woke type of person, like my ancestors, yeah. me, I prayed in my ancestors. Not that they like prayed in ancestors, but it's very like, why do we have to mention that he rested? I guess just another way of saying that he died, but it's an mm -hmm. interesting way to say that he died because you could just say he died. That he, yeah, it's it's, it's easy to say. Yeah, I feel like people. I feel like in the Bible, it's been said, and he died rather mm -hmm. than, and he rested with his ancestors. But that's just a little hmm. random tangent. Um, so I do have like fun facts, kind of about each of the king, but not like a lot of ones. Um, King Reh Rehoboam of Judah before King Abijah is that mm -hmm. right? Um, he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord too, and he built um high places, sacred pillars, Asherah poles, and um he did everything that was detestable. King Abijah of Judah reigned from nine thirteen to nine ten, so only three years. Um, he actually went to war. With Jeroboam. Yeah. Wasn't he the one that was like, Jeroboam, you're trash, and God don't like you no more, so we're going to fight. <laughs> was that him? I feel like it is, but that is so funny. 
Like, you're trash and God actually hates you. Bro, this section of reading is so messy. Like, I thought it was really good. It, I mean, so... it's a good, um, it's good. It's easy to read, though, because it's like, oh, this is like, is. a real book. Yeah. Like, it's literally like a book. I'm, I'm trying to find... I definitely almost forgot that I was reading the Bible, and I was like, wow, I would read yes. this book. Yes, I <laughs> like definitely I'm trying to find where, um, what happened, but I think I'm getting confused. Um, I don't know. I don't know, um... I can't remember. I didn't write that part down. But after King Abijah of Judah, I forgot what happened with him, but <laughs> King Asa came into play in 910, and he reigned until 869 BC. So he reigned 41 years. And this is finally a king in Judah, as I said earlier, that did what was right in the Lord's eyes. He banished all the male cult prostitutes. He removed all idols his father made. Um, oh, and he removed his grandmother. His grandmother. Yeah. That's what something happened with As the Bible. Yes. Yeah, he was like, you got to go because you made an Astro pole. Yes. And like and a crazy like, image of her too. He um he took that image that she made of Asherah and he burned it in the mm-hmm. Kidron Valley. Yeah. He burned it. It puts more details in the Chronicles version. It's like yeah, it's like he cut like, it up. He, he like was real bad. He was big man. Yeah, it he wasn't was like, like, like ah, get it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. he's big man. Mm-hmm. Bro, um, everybody is just so dramatic. Like everything that is done is at the highest degree of dramatism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of times I think, like, are do people have, like, anger issues? But not anger issues, but it's just, like, y'all really be going all the way off. Like, even Elijah, he was, like, he went off on some little kids. Uh, did we get to that part? We had to have got to that part where he curses the little boys. Oh, that's, like, yeah, that's Elijah. That's, yeah, that's Elijah. Was sure. Yeah, that, like, that's, like, bro, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> That was a lie. They came, they came for his like prophetism. They said was, that he, they were making fun of him because he was bald. Yeah, but the bald was a sign or a symbol of being a prophet of the Lord. And it wasn't like he was just balding, like he had shaved the top of his oh, head. Yeah. yeah. In honor of the Lord. So if you're coming for my symbol of anointing, you hey. not. I understand. I thought the the story was funny, in all honesty. Oh, it's hilarious! They I got thought that they got killed by like girls. They got beat up by girls. Girl, really some weird. girl bears. Some girl bears mauled some a bunch of teenage boys. Yeah, for being stupid. <laughs> um, let me see. The Second Chronicles account of King Asa um, talks about how he told the people of Judah to seek the Lord God of their ancestors. Again, that ancestors word and carry out the instruction and the commands. Um, the kingdom experienced peace under his rule and the Lord gave him rest. No one wanted to fight with him um, because he, he sought the Lord. So that's a good lesson. 
if you seek the Lord and you do what he wants, maybe you will have some rest. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's not going to hurt to try. It's not. Um, um, I'm trying to find my, my like notes that I put inside the app because mm -hmm. all of my notes were like, Ooh, and he said, Ooh, and he said what? And, um, <laughs> those were my type of notes. So I'm trying to see which, okay. You're as of right now, you're in first Kings. What? Like what you just read? Mm -hmm. Or was that in Chronicles? If it's Chronicles, it's like Second Chronicles 14, maybe. But honestly, now I'm like, where am I? Yeah, um, like I'm trying to figure out where we are because all the names of the kings are lost on me. And like the order. <laughs> so like I have stuff and I have stuff about like, oh, God did this in this time and like think about this, whatever. But when it comes to the kings, just like me in like any history class at all, I do not remember. Okay. I'm going to say just based on the, um, I don't know why we're having so much feedback today. It's like the sound does not sound right, but it's okay. Um, I know Second Chronicles 14 talks about Asa, but I'm trying to figure out where we talk about him before that because it has to be somewhere before that. I read it in Kings, but maybe it wasn't in or maybe it was from last week so there was like an insurrection at one point i don't think we've gotten to that one yet it's when omri we read omri yeah but i'm saying like we got to like in our what we're talking about now no i'm i'm really trying to figure it out because in my notes i'm under it says revival under asa uh, uh -huh. which is in Chronicles, but I'm mm -hmm. trying to figure out where did I get my fun facts about Asa from before that because it was in Kings before I saw it in Chronicles, so now I'm just like freaking confused. But I don't know. But second Chronicles um sheesh. The title of this is gonna have to be Who Did What Now? Because <laughs> Like, it's so confusing first, to try to put in first order. King, first Kings 15, I believe. Asa. And then Second Chronicles 14. Yes. Okay. 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 I think I think I I think I yeah. Um yes. I'm with you now. I'm, I'm with, with myself. <laughs> Really, like, I don't I really still don't really know, but I'm like, you know what? I'm really just going off of my notes. Okay. So, so then we have the treaty situation, right? So like yes. so yes. King Basha. I that's who I was trying to remember. Baasha, Baasha, whatever. Two A's in the mm -hmm. middle, Baasha. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. was he was trying to like come for Israel. Um, no, no, no. He was the king of Israel and he was trying to come for Judah. And mm -hmm. um, King Asa at the time was like, uh, he's coming for me. So he sent a gift to this king in, what was it? Ben, Ben, uh, Ben Haddad? Uh huh. No, it, what was that the king's name? Goodness gracious. 
Ben Haddad oh, was the yeah. king of Aram. Yeah, in Damascus. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I remember that because I was like, ooh, like the you know, world to Damascus or whatever. It's the same Damascus, just like really earlier. Mm-hmm. And um and so like out of the whole thing, like I was like, Asa, why did you try to bribe another place to like help you out instead of just being like, Lord, help me? <laughs> He said gold and silver to somebody else to say, like, reject your alliance with King Baasha. He's trying to kill me. You should join me and, like, kill him instead. And, like, it worked, sort of. But it was just like, dude, like, you just went out of of the way when you could have just asked God. Mm-hmm. Like all of your previous, like your, like your ancestor David would do all the time. Like, why are we having this conversation with fifty million other people? Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy named Hanani like rebuked him though. He told him he was like, "You shouldn't have did that." Yeah, that was not, that was not your smartest move. You were yeah. supposed to depend only on God. Don't and you know what's so crazy? After that, you know how I said before that. um he had peace, like there was no wars. After mm-hmm. that, it was like God was like, war from now on, bro. Don't even worry about you it. You get a war. You get a war. Yeah, like, oh, you, oh, you want to have a treaty? You I want problems. Always. Uh-uh, ain't no treaty. You want to have a treaty? That's fine. You use them for your protection then. But you know what's um crazy about Asa, King Asa? He was considered like a good king, I guess, compared to the other ones because he actually did seek the Lord. He didn't uh, worship any... Uh, he didn't worship Baal or he didn't, you know, worship mm-hmm. Asherah or whatever. But I feel like he stopped seeking the Lord after that. You know how sometimes, like, when people get rebuked a little bit, yeah. sometimes they just fall all the way off. So in the 39th year of his reign, he developed a, a disease in his feet. Um, and it got yeah. really bad. And he didn't. he never sought the Lord about it. He only sought the physicians. And he was just like... I'm done with the Lord, and then he died. Okay, so, like, that was something that I highlighted, too, and I was like, you have to have God in your medical plans, Mm -hmm. because, like, I guess the way that it worded it, it was like, um, like you said, like, he only sought the physicians and did not seek God, and to me, when I read it, I was like, oh, it's not that you shouldn't seek physicians. So, like, I don't want to go all the way to the other side of it and say that we don't need doctors as Christians, because if we didn't need doctors, then, like, God being the great physician wouldn't be in our vocabulary. So, it's like, God has graced people with the anointing to produce science you know what I mean so like it's not like people's brains not everybody's brain works that way so God has graced people to be able to work in medicine and um and you still have to have like God's direction to go to those places because you can go to the wrong thing or the wrong person and end up in a bad situation or end up needing you know more surgery or whatever like you could end up in a bad situation and it worse off than you were before because you decided to just go to a doctor but instead say all right lord like do you want to heal me at my house or do you want to heal me in this doctor's office because at the end of the day god is the one doing the healing 
Yeah. But you have to go like step by step with God to know like where he's trying to be because it doesn't mean that he he didn't heal you if you got healed because you took medicine that doesn't mean that God didn't heal you that means that God held, healed you through the medicine right just because you got surgery doesn't mean that God didn't heal you God healed you through the surgery because he has already pre ordained for someone to have created that surgery and done the research for you to be able to walk in and say oh my gallbladder burst I need surgery somebody had to discover that somebody had to create the procedure somebody had to create the tools to do the procedure somebody had to test it somebody has there's so many things for god to have not been involved anywhere in that makes no sense we just take it for granted because it's it's readily available but as we're looking for cures for hiv and aids and cancer it's like we've made strides yes but at the end of the day, God is the one doing the healing. So I was like, yes, mm-hmm. that part, because been that. there, done that. Mm-hmm. That one hit me. That one hit me hard. Yeah, yes, sir. yeah that, that really stuck out, out to me. Um, let's see, who is next? There was a random king of Israel. He did so, something evil too, King Nadab. Um, <laughs> He was actually yeah. killed by your boy King Basha or Basha mm-hmm. of Israel, because there are some instances, y'all, of it's like such and such kill such and such, and then he became king in this place. So it's like now we're not even doing successors of sons; we're just people are conspiring. Mm-hmm. So your boy King Nadab was was killed, right? He reigned from 1909 to 19 no not 1909 909 to 908 BC. And then King Basha, I'm going to call him Basha. He came in. He killed the entire house of Jeroboam, according to prophecy. Forgot, was was that um, Ahijah who prophesied that? Yes. My boy, my blind guy, Ahijah. Shout out to my brain for remembering that. Um, and he reigned 24 years. He did what was evil inside of the Lord, though. So a lot of the times you'll see... Um, God using people who do evil, but he'll use them to fulfill, like, um, like he told somebody they're going to die, like Jeroboam, we're going to get to another guy, maybe a couple other guys, and God's going to be like, I'm going to kill your whole family. Nobody will be left, but he doesn't, he doesn't do it through, um, like, good people all the time. He usually does it through people, uh, bad people. Um, but what's another fun fact about King Basha Jehu, son of Hanani, the one who rebuked Asa, um, prophesied that of the destruction of the house of Basha. So he's going to get destroyed too. I forgot how. Um, but he does get destroyed. Uh, then we have yes. um, a few other conspirators. Um, there was a king, Ayla. He, he was of Israel, another bad king. He reigned for two years. Um, his servant... Um, not necessarily like a servant, like a, um, I forgot what he was, but maybe he was like a soldier, but he was some, he, he was, was the commander of-, of the army. Yes. Cause are we talking about Zimri and Omri? Yeah. Zimri killed Ayla. Yeah. Yes. Zimri killed Ayla, but then when 
they found out when people found out that he killed Ayla and tried to become king, like like in in uh like my notes, I have like what year they were in like Zimri is not even like a year. It just says 885 BC, not to the nothing else. So it was Dang. It was it was yeah, very that was the insurrection. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody found out, right? And oh, but you know what? This what ha- this what happened to Basha. Zimri struck down the entire house of Basha too, according to Yeah, so that nobody else in his line could be king. He was like, no, I'm going to be king because I don't like you. And yeah. Yeah. it's a lot of murder. Um, no. But when people and discovered how to get away it, with it. Yeah, when, when people discovered it was all a plot and they were like, we don't like Zimri like that. Then um, they found out and they were like, we want to put Omri in, even though there wasn't a general consensus on that either. But Zimri found out that he was this. They actually tell you how he died. He was like, yeah. "Oh, they're coming to get me!" So he runs into the citadel and he burns it down with himself in it. Yeah. So okay. So there was like I keep saying insurrection because when I read it, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we seen that." So yeah, that's what I was envisioning in my head. People stormed the Capitol, literally the Capitol building. Um in Samaria yes yes um they stormed the capitol building and Zimri was like I'm a dip and it was literally like the I guess like the back house like it was yeah it wasn't Obviously, it wasn't in the building that everybody was trying to storm, but it was mm-hmm. like he fled or whatever, and then burned himself down with the with the place he was in. And I was like, "Dang, bro!" And then the crazy part was, is like this seemed like a democratic election of a king because half of the people wanted Zimri, and like the other half wanted Omri, and then the you know storming the capital, and then um, like after Zimri died, it was like, well, I guess we'll do Omri because Zimri's dead. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was like the people were the were the ones in charge. They were trying. I feel like at this point, it's like Israel had been begging for a king and they had a couple sturdy, a few sturdy kings for a little bit and now mm-hmm. it's almost like they're almost back. It's like, it's like the time of kings, but it's like judges time. Like nobody knows what's going on. Everybody's just doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. There's just no regard for God. Idol worship everywhere. But let's not forget about I almost forgot about him, actually, because he could be overlooked. There is a King Tibni of Israel yeah. who the people after the drama of Zimri, people some people were following Tibni and some were following Arm Armory. But um Timmy died somehow too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they said that those who followed Timmy was like killed. Stronger yeah. But Timmy, he had he there's not much to say him. But it um in my Bible study book, it says he reigned for like five years, though. Hmm. But maybe it's because people some people were following him, some people were following Omri. So it's like technically he's still a king, but he it's like him and Omri were like reigning at the same time. But Omri reigned longer. 
Yeah. He reigned from 885 to 874 BC. Yeah. And then Omri did bad stuff. He died. Omri was a bad guy. Yeah. And then uh, Ahab. Oh, Ahab, you know, Ahab was a bad guy. But is it Ahab was stupid, but yeah. He's one of my favorites, though. Even though, maybe because they talk about him a lot, but he's one of my favorite villains. Yeah, he gives me the Jafar vibe. Yeah, he's a villain. He is a villain. Um, And then then it goes like, it's like, meanwhile, in Israel. (laughs) Like, it's telling you all about Judah, who died, who goes next. Meanwhile, in Israel. <laughs> yes, yes. Or, okay. meanwhile in Judah, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, meanwhile in Judah, uh, for a little bit, King Asa was still in, while all this stuff was happening, yeah. for a while, King Asa was still reigning um, until he died. And then his, I'm thinking it was his son, Jehoshaphat came into, into mm-hmm. play in Judah. Um, so to me, it seems like in Judah, their kings lasted a little longer. Yeah. It's, it wasn't all this uh, conspiring and doing the yeah. most. We're going to talk about King King Ahab is going to be in our um, conversation probably a lot, especially when we talk about Elijah. King Ahab married the famous dun, 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 Jezebel. Jezebel. And I know you church that. folks, you church folks want to talk about the spirit of Jezebel. <laughs> y'all don't even know what you're talking about. But Half Jezebel, the time, y'all don't even know. Jezebel was the daughter of Ethbel, king of the Sidonians. Mm-hmm. Um, she was known. Um, I read this thing today that people are like, people always talk about how Jezebel was known to be like a, uh, people see her as like a, um, like a harlot or like a prostitute. But Jezebel was she a witch. Her. Jezebel yeah. was a a sorceress. Like she was a very, like that's what that's who she was. Jezebel she was, was a manipulator, and anything that she could do to manipulate you, if sex was like, if I mean, I'm sure sex was table, she would use it. But there's nothing that explicitly is like, and she yeah. loved him with her vagine. Like yeah, you know, like she dispelled. She worshipped Baal. She did spells. She did witchcraft. She her name. Is in tribute to Baal. Yeah, like she was named like, after Baal. Like her, her daddy was after named after Baal too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So if Israel wasn't already worshiping Baal, now they really worship Baal. There's like prophets of Baal in the land. There's prostitutes everywhere in the land. There's high places on every high place you can you could think. It said, and I highlighted it because it was like, wow. <laughs> it, it seemed like a movie. But it said, uh, after he married Jezebel, Jezebel, it says in 1 Kings 16, verse 32, first, Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up an Asherah pole. He did more to provoke the anger of God than the, the, the anger of the Lord God of Israel than any of the other kings in Israel before him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did the most. Because you know what's funny? When they talk about his dad, Omri, it says Omri, like, did more than anybody before, right? It don't say much about him, but but then when you get to Ahab, it's like, oh, he did even more. Like, y'all thought Omri was bad? Like, this ain't ain't how you want to one-up somebody. Yeah. Omri, I don't know who Omri's wife is, but he didn't have Jezebel, and Jezebel is 
you know, again, it's like when Solomon started marrying foreign women that served other gods, like you may fall off to me. Yeah. Like I've seen people who try to like marry different within, like not in their same religion. I don't know how well that's going to work out for you. Somebody's going to get influenced. Now, hopefully it's you bringing them to Christ. But as we see in history, uh, that's not the best move. You it might ain't. fall to Baal before they fall to Christ. And who has time yep. for that? Because clearly, clearly it's enticing. It ain't, they're not doing it because, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, people mm-hmm. don't do this type of stuff because it's making their life, like, somehow they're being deceived into thinking their life is better. Or something, you know, something is provoking it. But anyway, yeah, my boy yeah. Jehoshaphat was a good one. Another good king mm-hmm. for Judah. Walked in the ways of David, did not seek the, seek the bells, sought God. Um, he actually had an education plan. I don't have details on it, but he was like, I yes. got to educate people. He was very he, into literacy. Yes, he literally, I was like, crusades, but like non-deadly crusades. Um, I was like, come on, gospel. Um, but the law, it's the law, but like the gospel being preached, come on. Because yeah, I think he was he, really, um, he really wanted he people to know. Yeah, like he got a bunch of people together, educated them, and then was like, all right, take the book of the law to all of the surrounding cities um, and teach them to love God. And then um, no one wanted to go to war with him after that because they all found the Lord. Mm-hmm. I and I was know. like, that's smart. Yeah, and he was, I feel like he did probably the best as for uh, the people who we've read about so far. Yeah. He was trying his best. He he tried to unify with Israel. He didn't mm-hmm. want to leave with them. He had his education plan. He removed the male cult prostitutes. Mm-hmm. I believe he removed all the high places and stuff that were, were still up um, yeah. that I guess his dad didn't get to. Because I think yeah. it said that Asa didn't take down all the high places. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, you know, could could be that yeah, he just either. forgot. He could just be like, ah, oh, that's too hard to get up there. Just leave him. Yeah, just- it literally was like, even though the other stuff was still up, his heart was still like turned towards God. So he mm-hmm. was like, I feel like he was like, man, the Lord. It don't matter. <laughs> the Lord will take care of it. Yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> it's like it's um, like when you clean up the whole house, but then you see that like one load of laundry, you're like. Uh, I've already cleaned up everything. <laughs> Leave that for next Basically. time. And um, one thing that I noticed about Jehoshaphat is that he actually had like military tactics. Like other um, other kings previously, we didn't really get to hear their like strategies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the first thing at the gate that we find about Jehoshaphat is that he fortified the city. So like he made sure that uh, Judah was safe against any attack. And so, yeah, he got his his inner stuff in order and then was like, now go share the word of God to everyone else and then they'll be happy with me. But yeah, so that's like a little brief introduction. So now we're going to get to the point where Elijah, the Tishbite, is going to enter the scene. So Elijah appears suddenly. Like I feel like who knew this guy before he just appeared? 
he just kind of showed up. Like he did not have an origin story. He no. just I just showed don't up and and wanted all the smoke. Like there was no intro of like, yeah, baby Elijah um mm-hmm. was playing with sticks in the dirt. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was so here's the thing. Y'all think Bell is is God. I think <laughs> God is God. Let's test it out. I love that. Oh, it's one of my favorite stories. I love it. Bruh. I love it. Our boy Elijah. Okay, let me uh, let me set it up. So he was like, Yeah, y'all tripping. Bell ain't nothing. Um and God is everything. So post up and <laughs> let's bring both our guys to the battle and see who wins. And so they cut they go to the top of Mount Carmel and he was like, Okay, uh like get some wood or whatever and was it a bull or calf? It was a it was yeah. a it was a bull. It was a bull. Okay. So yeah, put a bull on the the wood and don't put it on fire. Like don't set it on fire. Mm-hmm. And pray to your God thing. Um <laughs> And like he has to set it on fire, and I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna set it up, but you can go first since there's a lot of y'all. Y'all can go first. It's literally what he said, and I was like, "Bro, you are messy." He was like, "It's a lot of y'all, so why don't y'all go first? So they did, and they put they put all their stuff, whatever, and they start crying out to Bill, like. You know, set it, set fire to the rain, like how much stuff, and <laughs> like full blown Adele, and um, like you know, like they do, they start harming themselves and whatnot. Um, so yeah, they were doing all that stuff or whatever, and like doing extra stuff, harden themselves or whatever, to try to get Bell to do something, and it had like they did it all night and into the morning. Our boy Elijah came back and was like, maybe he doesn't hear you. Oh, maybe. Maybe he's going to the bathroom. Oh, actually, maybe he's asleep. You got to wake him up. Matter of fact, he might be on a trip. You might need to wait three to five business days for him to get back to you. Y'all, like, she's like very exaggerating. Like, all first I added Kings, was three to five business days. <laughs> first Kings 18. It starts at 27. It says, at noon, Elijah mocked them. He said, shout loudly, for he's a god. Maybe he's thinking it over. Maybe he has wandered away. (laughs) Or maybe he's on the road. (laughs) That is one of my favorite verses. I wanted to post it today, but I was like, I need nobody's going to know the context. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? But yeah. Um, In my version, in the NLT, it straight up says, maybe he's relieving himself. Oh my gosh. And I was like, bruh. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like that's the first, well, it might not be the first, but it's like an instance that I find in the Bible where it's like somebody is really going in. Like, and I, not that I want to talk to people that way, but this is like something I would want to say when people like are talking to me about their God. And I just want to be like, well, where is he at? What's yeah. going on? Is he sleep? But I'm and not then alive. they were like, like, they were like, "Come on!" Like they shouted louder, or whatever, and like still nothing. And then Elijah was like, "Come over here, come here." 
He dug a hole. So this is not even, it's different than theirs. He dug a hole. He put 12 stones around it. And in the hole, he put the, the wood and the bull. And then he was like, I want all the smoke. Hand me some water. Bring me some water. And he pours water over it. He was like, watch this. Three times. Yeah. He's like, nah, it ain't wet enough. I'm a, it's still a little drama. Let me, yeah. uh, He pours so much water that the water filled up the hole. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, God, they don't think you're real. Um, Show them they're wrong because clearly they tripping. And uh, they don't know who you are, but they gonna know today. You gonna learn today. Mm-hmm. And God was like, "Bitch!" <laughs> he shot down fire, consumed the bull, and drank the water. Yeah, he was water gone. Gone. I was like, "Thank you." I was a little thirsty. That fire it came from like the piss of my thought. I needed. I needed a drink. <laughs> he drank the water. And then all of them were like, but, but, um, all of them were like, God is real. That's that's the only reaction you got. I don't want to hear no more excuses. There's nothing. I already told told you your God is fake, and stop playing with me. Like I feel like people today they would still be trying to be like, well, that fire could have came from. The global warming. No, stop. Stop. You're reaching. Just bow. Just bow down. Just like the Israelites did. What did the Israelites say? They said, What did they say? They were basically like, The Lord is God. Like, that's all. Okay. Yeah. You ain't got to tell me twice. And then Elijah led them into the valley and killed them because they were like, I mean, because, you know, the prophets for too long. Yeah, the prophets. My bad. Not not prophets. Not. They, yeah, no, they yeah. Killed, they killed all it was like 450 prophets of Baal that they killed because y'all gotta go. <laughs> That's yeah. just it. Uh, all that cutting yourself and doing all that carrying on didn't save you. You should have did did better. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. And not to mention there's like a famine in the land at this time. So it's really yes, bad. Cause God said they ain't gonna be no rain. Ain't no rain. When Elijah came ain't in, no he was like, ain't no rain till you say it's gonna rain. Or till I tell you it's gonna rain. Basically. And so, ain't no rain. Oh, when did it um, start raining again? Because there was something that happened, and then it was like, oh, now it's raining. Was it after this? It was after this, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then God, so he went to go eat something or whatever, and he was like, I'm gonna get something to eat and drink, because I hear a storm of brewing. And uh, his servant was like, is it really? And he was like, yeah, go check because it's going to rain. And the servant came back to him and was like, it still ain't raining. And then he was like, go back again. And he looked and the servant looked and he was like, "Mm, still nothing, brother. I was born. And then came back again. And uh, Elijah was like, go, go look again. And then he saw a cloud the size of a man's fist and then came back to Elijah and was like, bro, there's a cloud. (laughs) <laughs> and um and yeah so then he was like okay well this is the most black response i have ever read out of the bible and i'm just gonna say this for cultural reasons 
he was like, we need to tell everybody to get in their cars and go home because it's about to rain. Yeah. Well, not cars, but chariots. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. It's time to so go. Like, uh, it's time to go. Because <laughs> it's about to rain. Y'all need to get in your chariots and go back home because it's about to rain. And like, who just thinks to be like, everybody leave. It's about to rain. I don't know. It got me. Was like that was the most real. Like, uh, I think if you don't when have I read that, I was like, I wasn't confused. I was just like, who? Like, why is this important about the cloud? I was just like, okay, but yeah. But I remember reading. I was like, why is it the size of a fist? Like, what's happening? But yeah, there's a lot that sometimes, goes on. Sometimes God's promises. Start off looking like a fist of a cloud, mm. and then it'd be like, "Run!" <laughs> um. Oh, but then it said that God gave uh, Elijah strength, and Elijah did not get in the chariot. He ran and beat Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel on foot. Yeah, wasn't that kind of weird? When I said, I'm like, Elijah got like superpowers? Bro, Elijah be having some weird flexes. That's really what it comes at. Like, hit my weird flex, bro. You just ran on foot for no reason. Well, to catch the rain when you could have jumped and carpooled to the entrance. Hold on. This is after Mount Karma or before? After. It's literally right after. Oh, okay. It's at the end of 18. Yes, it says the power of the Lord was on Elijah and he tucked his mantle under his belt and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. And when he I turned his dress into shorts and yeah, cut off running. But, but I'm like, he's not an old man. I always imagine Elijah as an old man, but he's maybe he's not old. But again, he shouldn't be able to run faster than a chariot. So. I'm like, assuming what it's power some, some, some it God given speed, some supernatural speed. Because again, I have theories of Elijah. I don't think he's a regular human being. I feel like God plopped him in there real quick and he plopped him out. He didn't die. We don't know when he was born. He's just a little myth, <laughs> mystical creature of, of a person. Like, where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Where did you from? come from, Cotton <laughs> Yeah. Facts. Like, why can he run so fast? I mean, I don't know. That question doesn't matter to my salvation, but why can he run so fast? But it did say that God gave him, gave him strength to do that. So it wasn't like he ran like that all the time. He literally ran yeah. to yeah. beat the rain. Um, he was like a wizard for God. God was like, I'm going to have you do all these things. It was more, because to me, okay, to me, God gave Moses a lot of power, right? He was like, you going to be like me, right? Mm-hmm. But even then, you didn't see Moses, like, everything he was doing, they kind of, well, maybe that's how he wrote it. It was kind of like an explanation, like, oh, I put my staff here, or I blew dust in the air, or 
But I mean, I don't know. For some reason, the super speed is what got me. I was just like, my boy is just. I'm imagining him running like almost He's the original barefoot, Flash, like barefoot with like a little like like a little shawl, but like with his yeah. legs out and he's just this, running. This is Maybe what I envisioned him putting his tunic in his belt looked like. So. You know how there's like the dress, well, not the dress, but the tunic, right? It, it's shaped like what we know as a dress, right? Mm-hmm. So my my head was he took the back piece, wrenched it forward, and tucked it, turned them into shorts, and bust off running. That's almost like a diaper. Yeah. Because <laughs> it said that he uh, girded, did he say girded his loins? In like the original King James, I don't know. So I think he secured his his uh, his congregation and bust off running. It's just funny, you know. It's just funny. It's, it's hilariously funny. specific. Yeah, um, it's, it's, uh, yeah. But um, but it's the after that makes me want to put him in intercessory prayer. So when after he, all of that, uh-huh. after all of that, he done prophesied rain, saw rain. He done prayed God out the sky to to set fire to his, you know, to the thing, whatever, in front of all these bell worshipers. He did that. He prophesied the rain, had the rain come, ran, beat a whole chariot somewhere on foot. And then Jezebel saying that she want to kill you makes you afraid. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I didn't think that was weird. I did think that was weird because it's like, you did what you did. You put, you sunned everybody, essentially. Yeah. When Jezebel finds out, she says, oh, I'm going to do you just like you did them. Don't worry. And now you running and hiding in the cave. And it's like so it's like out of character. I feel like it's a little out of character. Like what's happening, Elijah? What do you mean? It's like she don't kill me. Like because you I feel scared like, another rest of that time. But what you said about like okay, like you clearly to me have some type of something, some kind of connection with God, some kind of power that he gives you. So why would you ever be scared of Jezebel when you could really smite her probably with fire? or hailstorm, or whatever. And then he's like, I've had enough, Lord. I've had enough. Just let me die. So then he, he goes to sleep. Hungry. He took a nap. Well, after he took a nap, he felt much better. Well, so he took the first nap, and the angel woke him up and was like, ah, mm-hmm. you just needed to eat. Here's Maybe some food. And then he was like, we all, do, we all, this is, yeah, because I be hanging like this too. We all just need a nap and a snack. But anywho, mm-hmm. the angel gave him some food and was like, go back to sleep, sweetheart. And then he woke up yeah. and he said it again. He was like, I'm tripping. Like, I'm about to die. <laughs> but why would he die? Was he dying because he was hungry or just because he was so upset? Because he was upset. And hungry, he was hangry. Yeah, but the food it said that the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to mm-hmm. Mount Sinai. Yes. So he's in Mount Sinai, right? He's standing at the bottom, and God was like, What do you want? What are you doing here? Literally asked him, Why are you here? 
and Elijah was like, I was just too excited and I said all these things and, and I and I was like the Lord and um and then like the people was just like rude and like they broke covenant with you so like now I'm afraid because like they're gonna kill me. Um God was like, sir. Um he showed him, okay, so this is something really specific. So um God told him go out to the edge of the mountain and um a windstorm hit, but mm-hmm. then it said he was not in the windstorm. Uh, a blast that uh, that knocked the rocks loose in the mountain happened, but lo- the Lord was not in the wind, not in the wind, or not in the earthquake. Um, there was fire, but God was not in the fire. And then after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said again, all of that BS from the beginning. But it's the fact that like God showed him all this stuff. And he's like, I'm not even in that. That's just the like the the reverb of my power like that's literally you're over here freaking out and i'm not even standing there i'm blinking and you're getting a windstorm like i'm not even there and i'm able to do all of these things the world that i am holding together is doing all of these things because of me and i'm not even there and you coming at me with this bs I was wondering why he said um, the same thing after after all that in the voice, and he and he repeated himself. I should have read a commentary on it, but I was just like, "What was the point?" That sounds like he's tripping. Just to say the same thing again, and then and but then after that, it didn't seem like the Lord rebuked him. The Lord was just like, "All right, this this your assignment. I need you to go such and such place." So I was just like, "Okay, maybe maybe he just wanted to ask him because even God is like." Why are you asking me again what I'm doing here? I'm already here. So I almost felt like it was like God being like, no, don't be timid. Tell me what you're doing here. I need to know if you understand your assignment or not. Let me know. Do you or do you not understand your assignment? Put a little bass in your voice when you're talking to me. And maybe that's why he repeated it again. Maybe it wasn't, um, maybe what he said wasn't bad because what he said was a fact. He's like, I've been zealous for you. The people have abandoned you. And then, I mean, he's telling God what happened. Like, God don't know. But, I mean, that part. Like, he's heard you the first time. I feel like God did the thing where it's like, uh, like the kid tells you what's wrong, but they're whining. And he's like, use big boy words. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So he like corrects it and says it again. (laughs) I want juice. Yes, it's like it's like calm down, calm down, stop crying. What do you need? Like that. It's like remember you're talking to God. What do you need? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard that uh that conspiracy? I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but it's making its rounds on TikTok about how um it's like this forty day fast type of thing, and how. Moses was on this mountain, same mountain for 40 days, 40 nights, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was like um, that Elijah traveled 40 days and 40 nights to the same mountain. Mm -hmm. And that 
when Jesus went up that mountain, I believe it was after he fasted for 40 days too, when he took, uh, what the, what's his face, Matthew and who was else? Is it John? No. Matthew and who? Peter? No. No. Who he take up to the mountain with him? And he transfigured in front of Peter, him. James, and John. It was all, okay. So there no, was a it was theory just Peter, that, James, and John. It wasn't Matthew. Oh, so that story's in John, not in Matthew. I think it's in but John because it was Peter. It's, it's in whoever John. was there. It's in whoever was their book. That's what I know. Um, but I get them confused. Okay, but the theory is that all these things, like remember when Jesus transfigured in front of everybody and Elijah and Moses were there. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that you know, because God is like transcendent of time and time is like not real. That all these things happened at the same time, and so when. Elijah went to the mountain when he heard God, he was talking to Jesus. And then even when Moses went to the mountain, when he was talking to God, he was talking to Jesus. It's a theory on TikTok, which is like, I see where you were going. I see it. It sounds like it could be cool. That would mean that time is not linear, but stacked, which I'm already kind of on personally. Um, I'm not against it. I think I think it could be true. Because also but, uh the years went backwards, but no one's talking about time being not linear. Yes, the years it, it's like the years go down till you get to zero and then we start again. Why? Why is it like that? Why isn't BC like zero to whatever and then we start over after Jesus like who and picked- we start again at one? Like, who picked the arbitrary number to start with to somebody, then go backwards? Somebody did it to try to make sense of stuff, but, like, I keep telling people, time is not, like, our our constructs of time are not real. Because then... No, it doesn't make sense. Because then, is it, like, the theory of relativity? Like, if you were to go into space and revolve around the Earth at um, the speed of light, it would be a different time length than what's actually happening on Earth. Yeah, so, so you would be your base your time would be slowed down um and you wouldn't age as fast as everyone else or like time wouldn't have happened as fast as what's happening on earth so i feel like time time is relative but yeah, yeah exactly. relativity, especially to god god exists <clears throat> outside of time so it's just like God is time. He's the beginning and the end, the first and yeah. the last. Like he is. Like he literally just is time and space. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That little theory, no one can prove it, of course. But I've heard it a couple times. But it has a little weight. And I was it, just like It's not it doesn't sound that crazy. It don't sound too crazy. Like that's crazy though. Like if that's true, that's like what? Like that makes the Bible even more exciting to me. It does. Like, cause the end it proves that Jesus is God. Yeah. If that if that reminds me of Once Upon a Time, which I just got finished binging, and they yes, that show watched the whole thing Mm -hmm. and the whole time thing where they got put into another realm and another time period, and then like their Henry, which is an adult Henry with a wife and kid. Is is talking to his younger self because they got put back in time from their time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it's all happening at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. I don't know who made up that theory, but they were thinking long and hard about that. But I mean, when you read it, I mean, I can see how you can come to the conclusion. You're like, wait, because, you know, there's always these repeated numbers, 40 days, three days, seven days. Those are like the that's like the uh, um, a theme you see, mm-hmm. um, especially fasting for 40 days. So it's like I'm wondering and I think somebody else who's talked about it, too. They were like, you know, maybe when you fast for 40 days, you have like this this moment like this, you, you like this transcendent type of I mean, I don't know. If anybody's fasted for 40 days, I surely have not. But no not food completely. for 40 days, you may see God. <laughs> Along with some other stuff. You might. <laughs> but yeah, that was just my little random thing. Yeah. Um, we just talked about Elijah's encounter with God, that God yes. was speaking in a whisper. I've heard sermons about that where it's like, you know, all these crazy stuff could be happening to you or around you. Um, but you have to be in tune to hear like that whisper because you you can think that God is going to talk in this big booming way and mm-hmm. he can talk. He could, he could really just, you know, say something very quiet and like a very mm-hmm. still voice that you have to be in tune to. Otherwise you will miss you might You might miss it. Yeah. At that, at that time. Um, we skipped over the whole like, Raven's situation and the widow and the son, but everyone's kind of heard those stories. We did. Um, The summary basically is before the thing at Mount Carmel when um, Elijah enters the scene, uh, he stays with this widow. The widow doesn't have any... um, She's It's a famine, right? So she's actually about to prepare their last meal. She's preparing their last bread and something. Something Mm -hmm. else. And he's like, hey, I need you to make me a loaf of bread. And she's like, bruh, I don't have anything. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She makes it anyway, though. She was obedient, even though she didn't want to. She was like, all right, something about you. I'm going to make it. But in her, in her obedience, her um, she, like, had a lot of food. She had food to eat. But then her son ended up getting sick. And he dies. He has a breathing problem. He starts breathing real hard. He dies. Probably pneumonia, I'm going to think. And um, Elijah resurrects him. I was looking at the devotional um, Jesus and all the first kings. And they said this was the first resurrection in the Bible. But why did I think Samuel resurrected somebody? Because he came back from the dead. Who? Samuel. I don't remember Samuel coming back from the dead, but I thought he was coming back from the dead. But like he Saul talks to him after he was dead. Well, not that one, but I thought that there was an instance of Saul and a widow and her son. That didn't happen, or was he just sick? Maybe he didn't die; he just got healed. I think he was just sick. I thought Samuel. I think he was just sick. Okay, maybe he was just sick. Yeah, because I don't remember Samuel resurrecting anybody. No, he must have, the the kid just must have been sick. But yeah, yeah, this apparently is the first resurrection in the Bible. And before Elijah got to the widow's house, so this is after Elijah told uh, King Ahab that God is going to, like, there's not going to be any rain until I tell you that there's going to be rain, until God tells me and I tell you that there's going to be rain. And right afterwards, God sends him to this, like, 
tree next to this brook or whatever. And um, God was like, I'm gonna feed you. Don't, don't freak out. And he sends ravens to feed him every morning and evening. And I heard somewhere that ravens don't return to the place that they've left. So the fact that these ravens kept coming back to give him food was a miracle. Oh, wow. Because ravens, ravens don't return home. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so like, then the food and the, and the brook dried up. And I'm like, but God sent him there. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I stopped and I put the note like, what do you do when where God sends you dries up? Oh, wow. Because like, I've been in multiple situations like that where it's like, but God, like you sent me here and this is supposed to sustain me while everything else is like doing whatever, whatever. And you've been sustaining me all this time. Why all of a sudden I'm not getting anything out of this situation anymore. Why all of a sudden am I lacking in this situation? Like, why am I starving? Why am I thirsty? Why, why is this not hitting like it used to hit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Be, be there. And then right, literally, I just kept reading and like the next sentence was the answer. And it was the fact that it's because God had already prepared the next place. So like it dried up because you have to move. Time to go. Mm. It's time to move. And, um, And God has already gone before you to impress upon the hearts of the people that you are to help next. Because God had already been working on that widow. Mm-hmm. to tell to tell her that like somebody's coming or whatever because it said like that's literally what it said and um and when Elijah got there it was like this specific widow it wasn't just like oh find a widow and her son like it was go to this lady's house and she will feed you and he's like can you give me some water while you getting some water oh by the way can you get me a cake too like can you get some bread too and she was like uh no <laughs> i ain't got none why i gotta give you some um but it's the, like she said um she kept saying the lord your god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i've never noticed that but she mm-hmm. always, she only referred to God as Elijah's God. He was never her God. Yeah. And I noticed, too, that she didn't really believe. Like, she did what he asked. But it wasn't until after he raised her son from the dead that she was like, you, oh, are, you are a man of God. Man of God. Yeah. Like, now she believes. Now it's like, oh, no, God is real. And he sent you mm-hmm. in real life because... um. My son was dead. He was dead for real. And yeah. you brought him back to life. And you didn't even have to, really. Like, you know what else I thought was interesting that she said? Um, when her son died and she goes to Elijah and she's like, bro, like, what you come here for just to, like, uh, reveal my sin? Like, she's like, you revealing my iniquities and now you killing my son. Like, what's up? Like, I didn't ask for all that. I didn't ask you to come. I was about to just die in my sin with my son and we would just go eat our last meal and be happy. So her little journey that we kind of get a little peek into was interesting to me. I, I did yeah. stand out. Um, and like Elijah thought he was just going to get some food and he was being sent somewhere on assignment. He didn't know what the assignment was yet. 
Mm-mm. Mm-mm. there and was like, oh, God got you, bro. Yeah. Now, can I have some food? <laughs> I still feel like uh, God just plopped them in there somewhere. I don't know why, but I'm just like, I don't know where you came from, but you came. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? We still got a little bit. Your boy Ahab still running amok. Um, he wanted to buy this vineyard. And I want to mention the vineyard because it's it's funny later. So Ahab wants to buy this vineyard from this guy named Naboth. And apparently Naboth is not a fan of Ahab. So Ahab's like, hey, let me buy your vineyard. I want to use it for a garden. And Naboth's like, absolutely not. I will never sell anything to anyone that's even like has anything to do with you. And this really makes Ahab mad, but he doesn't do anything. Like, this is how I know Jezebel was running a lot of that kingdom. Because Ahab was like, he just went to go pout in his bed about it. And Jezebel comes in, she's like, why are you acting weird? And he's like, man, Naboth won't give me his vineyard. I tried to pay him for it and everything. And she's like, oh, word? She's like, you know what, baby? Don't worry about it. Just go, go to sleep. I take care of it. So she wrote like some letters in Ahab's name that basically like tell all the people like Naboth got to go. So um, let me see. I actually wrote in my notes. It was First Kings twenty. She sets up. She sets up his like. She frames him. So yeah, she frames him. Exactly. Yeah, she gets like all of these officials or like important people to come and eat and then sat these two sub actors basically across mm-hmm. from him and staged this thing where supposedly he stole something. Mm-hmm. Or- yeah, uh, well, uh, what I see here it says, um, the two, the, it says, oh, they in the letter she wrote. In the letter she wrote, proclaim a fast and seat Naboth at the head of the of the people. Then seat two wicked men opposite him and have them testify against him, saying, you have cursed God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So it's almost like she kind of, it's weird that she would put in the letter to say that he cursed God when she don't believe in God. It, or does she mean her God? Because it it's, a big it's a big deal. It was a big deal. So she manipulated the situation, manipulated people's feelings because she don't care about God at all. That's why I was even trying to say that he cursed God. She don't care. And it's so like, do she need to do all that because your husband can't get the vineyard he wants? Another overreaction. Boo, you doing too much. You are writing fake letters to a man. I don't even know if you know him because your husband was pouting like a baby because he can't turn the vineyard into his garden. I don't have to sell you my vineyard, sir. You need to get over it, whether you the king king or not. But after this happens, um, God judges Ahab yet again. He's like, Ahab, I've been trying to like give you some grace here, but you keep doing dumb stuff. So because of all the dumb stuff you've done and because of your wife, you're going to die in that vineyard. See, Naboth is dead. Guess what? You're not going to get to enjoy the vineyard. You're going to die there, and the dogs will lick up your blood. They will lick it up. And, um, spoiler alert, this will be next week, but um, Jezebel's going to die there, too. 
But her death didn't matter. I'll wait to tell you guys that story. Not her but death is better. If you want to um, read ahead, you should read First Kings. No, Second Kings nine. If you want to read about the death of Jezebel, it was prophesied before. It's prophesied, but we will talk about it next week because I don't want to jump ahead, and I want to keep this week's content for this week. Um, what else do we have? There's more kings, you know. Oh, yeah, Jehoshaphat had an alliance with Ahab. Did we talk about that already? Mm-hmm. That was to me Jehoshaphat's downfall. What are you trying to align with Ahab for? Ahab is evil. Ahab is not who you want to consort with. And Jehoshaphat, like, just you're asking everybody up- love you, don't mean everybody love you, dude. Like, you're an upstanding gentleman. And you are trying to, but you know what I love about uh Jehoshaphat so he's like that that he's like that guy at school that he wants to like be with the, the kids that's bad because he thinks it's cool but he's like don't you think we should ask an adult so so they're uh they oh Ahab goes to Jehoshaphat and he's like bruh I need to go to war against such and such will you come with me will you join brother and Jehoshaphat's like I might, but I think we should inquire of the Lord first. And I, <laughs> and I was like, yes, Joseph, man, you better inquire of the Lord. And he was very adamant about it. He was always like, look, like that's the way you're supposed to do it. You don't just go to war, bro. You got to ask God. But Ahab's looking like, well, ask Bell. He ain't saying nothing, but okay. Um, so then he's like, okay, inquire of um, the prophets or whatever. But they didn't have like they had i'm assuming just prophets of baal or maybe it was prophets of the lord but they were being deceived somehow because so they weren't prophets of the lord because they weren't right elijah came back and was like i'm the only one yeah but then there was a guy there was a prophet his name was like micaiah or something micaiah yeah because he was one of the um one of the ones that was at Obadiah had, uh, had like hid in one in the yeah. caves when Jezebel was out killing them. Right. So, uh, Je- uh, Jehoshaphat's like, they don't have one man of God around here. Like, you ain't got one. He's like, well, there's this guy named Micaiah, but every time I ask him to prophesy something for me, he he got something bad to say. So he's like, I don't really want to hear from him. And Jehoshaphat <laughs> was like, you go hear from him today. Go get him. And so all the other prophets are telling them, go, go, um, go to war. The Lord say, go to war. And when Micaiah comes, Micaiah says at first, because I think he's thinking, oh, he just want to, he just want to hear, you know, I ain't about to tell him. Translation, it says, it says he said it sarcastically. Yeah. Go to war. He's like, sure, dude. I don't even want to be here. Just do whatever you want to do. And then they're like. We know you lying. What is really the the deal? He's like, well, actually, you sh- you probably shouldn't go to war. You go die, and all these people, the Lord has sent a lying spirit to deceive you. Actually, yes, I highlighted that so quick. I was like, <sighs> mm-hmm. let me tell you something. In my mind, because this is that same thing when I was when when God sent a spirit on Saul which was a tormenting spirit. And it's like, it kind of is weird. Cause you're like, God is sending bad spirits. Why? But 
I just think he's in charge, man. Like, I don't think it's like these two separate spiritual realms where it's like, there's God and the angels here, and then there's the devil and his demons here. And even Satan serves God. Even, yeah, even and they're just in their their separate camps. Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. all of it is 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 really is it's hard for me to explain because if you tell somebody like you know, say somebody is possessed by a demon, it's hard for you to say like, oh, God sent the demon, right? Because he right. might not have, but he can if maybe it's going to teach somebody a lesson, maybe. Or I don't know. So, it's, hard to, it's hard to really, you know, talk about because, but I think if God want to send a lying spirit, he can. In my head, that kind of just like stuck there, is there a difference between a lying spirit and a demon? Because whenever um, whenever the Pharisees were trying to say that Jesus was possessed and he was working for Satan or whatever, like the power that he had came from Satan, um, Jesus came back and was like, how are we of the same kingdom if I can cast you out? Like any, any demon that Jesus casted out was like, how can someone of it, like in the same house, cast out someone else if we're part of the same team? Um, yeah, then we would be divided, right? So, um, I wonder if what we know as demons are different than the spirits of these quote unquote negative emotions or negative, um, Mm -hmm. attributes of people, so like, yeah. Um, cause people, cause since we're talking about Jezebel or whatever, the spirit of Jezebel, it's not, it doesn't just happen to women. Men could have a spirit of Jezebel too, just like the spirit of Korah. So these are things that are like, um, their, their disposition almost. I was about to say, do you think that when they say spirit, it's more like thoughts, like God could put thoughts in your head, just like, you know, um, Mm -hmm. The devil can put thoughts in your head because the mind is like, it's a crazy place where your thoughts mm-hmm. grew. So I'm wondering if the lying spirit or a tormenting spirit is just like your thoughts almost, or if it, or, or is it like actually like, what would be the, the difference if it's not a thought between a spirit and a demon or a spirit and an angel or, you know, like what is, what is the difference? Yeah. I'd have to look into that because I do too. It's interesting, though, because there is a difference between our spirit and angels, because Mm -hmm. um, we're not the same and we don't become angels when we go to heaven. Um, So there has to be a difference between spirit and angel. Because our spirits are different than angels. So there has to be some kind of difference or some line that changes it yeah. from being, yeah. So it's like when we talk about the spirit of Korra and the rising up against authority and, you know, wanting it to be the you show, that type of thing or whatever um, that gets talked about, it was in Hebrew, in Hebrews 11. Um, uh, like, 
it's not like Cora wasn't possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. So when people say the spirit, you have the spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of Cora, I feel like it's not that this person is prancing around putting their spirit on people. It's just like you have the thoughts and actions of that person right now. Not necessarily yeah. that you are possessed by Jezebel because right. she's dead. Right. And she's demons aren't omnipresent. So if that was the case, then there would have to be an infinite number of Jezebel demons. Yeah, exactly. 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 But the spirit is. So like the spirit realm is. So it's not, I don't think there, I I think the spirit of someone explaining, like explaining, like you were saying, like it's the disposition of the person. It's the attributes of that person. Mm -hmm. um that caused their downfall half the time um yeah yeah it's the essence of the of of the being yeah i was trying to find um a tiktok about jezebel to post on the instagram shout out our instagram we're like at 100 some followers keep following us thank you um but everything was about the jezebel spirit i just was like you know what all y'all be talking about a bunch of stuff that i ain't if you want to watch something about the Jezebel spirit, I suggest watching is it Mercy Culture? I think it's Mercy Mercy Culture's um, sermon on the Jezebel spirit. He goes through like all of the different uh, attributes that are presented when someone is exhibiting the spirit of Jezebel. Um, or a Jezebel spirit, rather, um, and explains like how they how they are seen or how they are revealed in life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." I have been in situations where I'm really confident about something, and someone comes to me and says one thing, and I immediately feel like I'm like in a puddle of dirt and don't know who I am um, just by their one question. Like that is a very manipulative manipulative spirit like the spirit of them is very manipulative like what they carry around like who just their essence is just very manipulative yeah i wonder how people know so much about her though like from what i read um and i'm i think i'm up to date on my reading i think i already read about how she died and i didn't get a lot of details of i feel like i can assume that she manipulated her husband. I can assume different things just based on her like interactions mm-hmm. with her husband, her interactions with Elijah, how enraged she sounds, how she kind of sounds like she she runs this. But I don't know how anybody can know for sure that she was manipulative. I wonder if there are other scriptures that, that reference it, like yeah. Korah. Because, I mean, if you don't, if you haven't read that part of, what was it, Exodus, then you would never know, like, that scripture would just be lost on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to see, as we keep going, I want to see if we find any more references to Jezebel, because at this point, I'm just like, all I know, all I can gather is that she practices witchcraft, mm-hmm. and she worships idols, and she wears makeup. And we're going to figure out that she wears makeup 
when she dies. Cause, and that's the only time they talk about it. They say that she's painting her face. Why? I don't know. It was it really makeup or was she like going war paint on them because she knew it's about to go down. It just said she painted her face. You know, it's just like little things like that. I'm like, how do y'all even know all this stuff about this lady? She was evil? Yes. In my opinion, every witch I know has the spirit of Jezebel. She's a witch. Everything other than that, that, I don't know what she really did. I don't know her spell books. I don't know how bad she really was. But she she said she was bad. If if they say King Ahab was bad, she was really bad. But um, I just don't know. I I, I wish I knew more because she's an interesting character for sure. Um, I don't think I have any notes after that. We do go into Second Kings. There was some stuff there, but I may just talk about it next week. Um, when I remember if it was more muy importante. Same. Um, other than that, uh, if you made it to the end of this episode, if there are any audio issues, I apologize. On my end, I'm hearing them. I'm hoping I don't hear them on the recording, because um. I don't know why it bothers me. Um, and then hopefully we fix it before next time because it was kind of throwing me off while we while we were talking. But anyway, make sure you did all the stuff. Make sure you clicked all the buttons. Make sure you're tuned in. We may have a church bulletin for you this week. Yes, it'll drop. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Saturday. If we do, it'll drop Saturday. Um, we'll probably be talking about I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about something. And yeah, yeah, hit all the buttons. Do all the stuff. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. Keep supporting. We're up to like an audience of like 19 people, which is exciting because it used to just me, me and Vic listening to our own podcast. Um, So yeah, that is all. We hope to see you next week. We hope that this was not too confusing of an episode for you because we were confused sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> we will see you next time.